Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the couch this week. Today's episode is titled, Go Katanji Go! Representation Matters. So a few days ago, on February 25th, 2022, President Joe Biden nominated the first Black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. This woman with an incredible resume is Katanji Brown Jackson. In 2012, President Obama actually nominated Katanji Jackson to serve as a judge for the United States District Court for District of Columbia. And she was confirmed and then sworn in in May of 2013. She was also vetted by the Obama administration as a potential nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court in 2006 when there was a vacancy. However, February of 2022, she was nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States to sit as a justice by President Joe Biden. Today's episode is not political. I want to highlight this moment in history, however, and emphasize its importance. So on last Friday, February 25th, I just so happened to catch the nomination happening live on TV. And as a Black woman, I felt extremely proud of Judge Jackson. I do not know her. To be quite honest, I hadn't heard of her prior to this whole nomination process. I don't know how she ruled on every case. I don't even know if she's a nice person, though I choose to assume she is. What I do know is representation matters. So this moment evoked a feeling in me that was motivating, hopeful, dignified, and just proud. I was actually messaging my girlfriends while watching the nomination, and we were just talking about how proud we are and, and what it meant. And, you know, Harris standing there and, and Judge Jackson standing there. It looks like they even exchanged a few glances that we know what those glances mean because it looked so familiar to us. So it was really a moment of just being proud and dignified. Seeing someone that looks like you being nominated for one of the most prestigious honors is empowering. And it is proof that yes, we can. So a major congratulations to Judge Katanji Jackson. Standing on that podium is already enough. Nice job as well, Biden and Harris. (laughs) So within recent years, we've heard the term imposter syndrome. So I want to talk about imposter syndrome from the angle of lack of representation. Imposter syndrome is a mental thought pattern in which a person doubts their skills or doubts their talents or accomplishments, and they just have this constant internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Some of the narrative you might hear someone say is, I'm going to be found out, or at any moment, they're going to, they're going to call me out for being a fraud. And this is despite there being facts and external evidence of the individual's competence. They still feel like they're a fraud or not supposed to be there or that they do not deserve all they've achieved. Imposter syndrome, it is not a clinical diagnosis. It is not listed in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's not listed there. It is more so a common layman term that folks are able to identify with. And as of late, it it is a very popular term. I hear it many times throughout the week. So a little bit about how this term kind of came to be. 
It became known in the late 70s, specifically 1978, in an article. The article was titled, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention. And it was written by psychologists Pauline Clance and Susan Imes. And it's interesting that this article and also the early research primarily focused on women and specifically high achieving women. However, in more recent years, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. However, the the initial research and first studies uh, were primarily focused on women and definitely high achieving women. So while imposter syndrome exists and it is live and well for all genders and races, I also want to give credence to the idea that lack of visible representation can affect our views of ourselves and influence imposter syndrome in some individuals. If you are a woman in a male-dominated field, such as maybe tech or engineering, imposter syndrome likely lives in your work bag. If you are a Black woman in a workspace where you are the only Black woman or woman of color, then you carpool to work with imposter syndrome. She's sitting right there in your passenger seat. Some of this imposter syndrome, however, may be more so a byproduct of lack of diversity in some spaces. And lack of diversity is an external stimulus and very different from the internal conflicts of imposter syndrome. Some of those internal conflicts being perfectionism or needing to be the best or feeling guilty for your success. Those two things are very different and the factors causing them are different. Again, you had the external factor of lack of diversity, and then you had that internal dialogue, internal conflict of the things I mentioned, such as perfectionism. Being the first or only is isolating. It is. And, you know, of course, you will have doubt or wonder how you got there, or was it a fluke? You know, how did I get here? How did I make it to the top or make it to this high level? Is it a fluke? Am I going to be found out? Did somebody make a mistake? A lot of those feelings are normal. I like to look at this phase as just being an adaptation period. We're adapting. We're adapting to our new position. We're adapting to maybe the isolation of being the only one. It's an adaptation period. And while we are always evolving, we are always evolving. Life is always evolving. At some point, we are adapted. And then, you know, life evolves and we adapt again. However, at some point, we have adapted. So maybe our parents' generation had to adapt to computers. And hopefully by now they are adapted. They may not be experts or extremely fluent with their use of computers. However, they have adapted to the idea of email and that adaptation is complete. It's done until the next new thing comes out, which the next new thing for them was probably like the iPhone and just having to adapt to smartphones and so on. So evolution continues, we adapt and then something new comes along and we adapt again. If the adaptation period, however, never feels complete, then maybe we are struggling to adapt and could use additional support or professional resources, including therapy. But I really want to stress here to show yourself some grace. So if her nomination is confirmed, Judge Jackson will have to adapt to being the first Black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Actually, many other people will have to adapt to Judge Jackson being the first Black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. So for Judge Jackson, I could only imagine the feelings of self-doubt that could creep in as there is not an example before her. So this will be her adaptation phase or period. And it would be totally normal for her to feel 
these feelings of what we may term to be imposter syndrome or just natural adaptation to something that has not been yet in her case. Could just be simple as that. However, Judge Jackson being the first Black woman to sit on the Supreme Court may decrease feelings of imposter syndrome for the next Black person to sit on the Supreme Court or person of color to sit on the Supreme Court because it is now less foreign. They have an example. They do not feel as isolated and they are not the only or even the first. So that within itself decreases the pressure. So I say all this to say again, representation matters. Simple as that. It matters. For those of you who feel you might be struggling with imposter syndrome, and you very well might be, I encourage you, however, to explore the amount of diversity in your environment. Are you the only? Are you the first? It matters. At a later date, we'll take a deeper dive into imposter syndrome in an episode. Before today, the goal was to underscore that representation matters and show how lack of representation can easily be a pipeline to imposter syndrome or what feels like imposter syndrome. Judge Jackson, I wish for you strength, endurance, peace, and a ton of grace for yourself. Thank you for representing, as it is not an easy call to answer. Thank y'all so much for joining me on the couch this week. I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you are in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.